the more you take the other people's advice, the more fragmented your vision becomes, and the more fragmented it becomes, the less it's harder for you to believe in what you're doing. Do you want to impact the world and still turn a profit? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Growth Everywhere. This is the show where you'll find real conversations with real entrepreneurs. They'll share everything from their biggest struggle to the exact strategies they use on a daily basis. So if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen on. Here's your host, Eric Sue. What's the number one problem all businesses face? It's not sales, marketing, or product market fit. It's hiring. We know just how hard it is, so we've compiled 25 hiring tips from top CEOs that I've interviewed here on Growth Everywhere and put it into a free resource just for you. Text 25 tips to 33444 to get the free resource now. Again, it is 25 to number 25 tips, T-I-P-S, to double three triple four and you'll get the free resource. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Growth Everywhere, where we interview entrepreneurs and bring you business and personal growth tips. Today, we have Danny Robinson, who is the CEO of Perch. And Perch basically helps you connect offices and remote workers so your team can feel closer and make magic together. Danny, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being on the show. So why don't we uh, get started with talking a little bit about your background first, and we'll, we'll go from there. Sure. Oh, um, I, I've been a tech entrepreneur for the past, say, 15 or so years. I started about four internet companies, a tech accelerator, and ran a government uh, organization focused on uh, helping entrepreneurs and startups succeed. Got it. Okay. And can you talk a little bit about Perch, the company itself as well? Yeah, Perch is uh, an always-on video window that connects spaces together. Um, so it helps your remote teams feel more connected uh, to each other so they feel uh, all like everybody is all part of one corporate culture. Awesome. Okay, great. And in terms of the company itself, I mean, you know, uh, what are your growth rates looking like and how many customers do you guys have today? Yeah, it's been an awesome month. Uh, we've got uh, we've over more than doubled our, our companies over the past month. Um, uh, wow. pushing up to uh, 400 companies using Perch on a daily basis, um, using um, uh, a lot of, uh, of um, techniques to get to that point, but mostly, uh, mostly word of mouth, mostly just uh, people are starting to catch up and, uh, to the concept of, uh, of, of feeling like people are um, you know, missing out when they're not there in the office. And, and Perch makes people feel like they're there. So that's kind of kind of the trend that we're tapping into. Awesome. And, you know, I, I, I use a similar tool in your space. And, um, you know, back in the day, I mean, you know, we have a remote culture. And, you know, the way it works is people, when we, when we instilled, when we started using a new tool, people were resistant to it. They were kind of like, you know, this is a little too big brothery and all that. But we found that it, was, it actually turned out to be, you know, pretty good in terms of, uh, you know, having more collaboration. But how do you deal with, people being resistant because this is a behavioral change with remote teams? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, uh, the initial response from a lot of people is like, whoa, I don't know if I want this thing pointed at me all day long and, or, you know, is this thing going to take pictures of me in the middle of the day or record a video or like, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Um, and the reality is that although that is a, a concern, it's, it's largely not a, not a real concern. 
Um, and I'll explain how, how that we've overcome some of those issues. Um, first of all, we have a, you know, what we call, what we call polite technology and polite means that, um, we don't eavesdrop on your conversations. Uh, you know, the mic microphone, uh, is, is off unless you're actually there looking right at the app. If you're looking at it, um, it will automatically detect your face and use, use facial detection to unmute the mic. Um, in other words, when you walk away and it doesn't see your face, it automatically remutes the mic. Um, so you don't have to push any buttons or do anything. Um, and other people on the other side won't uh, accidentally overhear conversations that you have throughout the day. That's one way. The other ways are things like we make sure we play the right audio cues to let people know when somebody's there so you can't sneak up on them. Um, uh, you know, when you, when you arrive on a, on a perch portal, um, you, the, the, t the room has a subtle sort of audio cue that doesn't break your attention, but just gives you the, uh, the sense that somebody's there. Um, and effectively, we also, you know, make sure we recommend a couple things. We don't, we make sure not to, we don't activate or even allow the rear camera on the device to be used. Um, so for, if I didn't mention this before, Perch is an app that you install on an iPad and it transforms your iPad into these video windows. Um, and if you want a bigger screen than an iPad, you can connect the iPad to a big screen using an HDMI uh, cable. Um, so, but the reason why we use iPads, it's, it's a very stable platform that is easy for us to iterate on. Um, but it's got a rear camera. So the rear camera gives, if we let people use that, um, it um, gives people the opportunity to potentially use it as a security device or a security camera. And we don't want Perch to be used for that. We want Perch to be known for communications and not for security or Big Brother or, or that kind of thing. So we disable the rear camera and we all, if, if anybody can see you, you can, all, you can always see them. So it's always two-way video, never one-way video, never spying on somebody uh, when they don't know you're being, you know, being able to be seen. Um, so a whole bunch of little things together that make it feel very comfortable and natural. Um, and the other thing is that we, we don't have, we have a few people that install Perch sort of right at their desk. Um, but in general, most of our users, most of our customers are installing Perch um, on a wall in a team space, maybe in a breakout room, in a, in a, in a kitchen, or um, you know, effectively, literally, and figuratively above the water cooler. You know, so people can have water cooler style conversations as they're walking down the hall uh, with people that might be 3,500 miles away, but they have that, that, those sort of casual, um, you know, encounters throughout the day with people uh, that they normally otherwise wouldn't, wouldn't have those conversations with. Awesome. And so, yeah, I mean, do you have any, um, and you just talked about the use cases a little bit, but do you have any, you know, successful stories? I'm looking at the site right now. I'm looking at Slack, TripAdvisor and all that. I mean, are there any specific case studies you can speak to? Oh yeah, I mean we've got a, a ton of people who out there. Um, I'm trying to remember which ones I'm authorized to talk about, which ones I'm not. So I always I always screw that up, so I want to be careful. But um, uh, you know, Slack, of course, is uh, they use like a, a pretty good video technology for the conference room. Um, they bought a, a company to do video within the Slack app itself, and they still use Perch, and they use Perch because. These perch in their, in their kitchens to connect their, their currently three offices, but they're expanding even those um, to put more perch portals up throughout the office because it's used for something different. It might look like Skype or Hangouts or FaceTime, it, and it might even sometimes work that way with like the little, you know, the little 
preview picture of yourself in the upper right corner and then the big version of the person you're talking to. Like the UI has a lot of similarities to a lot of video products that we've used that we use all the time. Um, but I can guarantee you that it's not used in the same way uh, or for the same purpose. Um, and that's why companies like Slack who have many different technologies that they use on a daily basis in their, in their office still find a need for a, a product like Perch. Got it. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, I could totally see this working. I mean, when you mentioned it's in a, you know, office environment or even a water cooler environment, it totally, totally makes sense because you actually get to put a face um, to the, to the name and, you know, Slack or HipChat or whatever you're using. Um, Okay. So, you know, you talked about, I mean, doubling month over month is phenomenal if that's my, if my understanding is correct. So, I mean, how did you go about doing that? I mean, how are you guys acquiring, you know, new customers today? Yeah, right. We've been doing a lot of just heads down uh, iteration on the product and experience and making sure that we've covered off all those bases to make people feel like they're, you know, connected to their team, but at the same time in control of their privacy. Um, and that that's that's a tough balance to, to make it uh, to make work. Um, but over the past uh, couple of months, we feel like we nailed that um, and people are absolutely loving it. So they're, they're just telling they're telling their friends, they're saying this is this has changed the way we work. It's like you know, a nine day difference. And now like we had one woman who specifically called us up just to say, um, they actually perched us, <laughs> uh, to say that we, uh, that, that she would not have gotten hired, uh, for her job if it wasn't for perch. Cause she, she, she's a mother who, uh, who is just recently divorced and she's, um, uh, she's, she lives in Chicago and she wanted to get a job with a firm in Silicon Valley who, has a policy that they don't hire remote workers. They want everybody in the same office. Um, and she's, she was like, you know, have you heard of Perch? Because she had used Perch before in another company. And, she, and they're like, uh, no. And she explained how Perch worked and how she would be on Perch all the time. And they agreed to hire her as, as their first remote employee. Um, and apparently it's going unbelievable. But she was literally in tears because she, like, part of the, you know, personal details like, of the divorce is that she wasn't allowed to leave um, Chicago. So, um, you know, she, she was literally in tears when she, she was thanking us for creating a product that allowed her to, to, to feel like on both sides, on her side, as well as the company side, that they were actually working in the same physical location. Wow. Amazing. Well, you answered my question more than, uh, more than well enough. Uh, Cool. So, what I mean, you talk about a lot of it is word of mouth right now. People are having an incredible experience, just like the girl you just you just mentioned. Um, what's one unique thing you guys are doing to acquire more customers today? Well, starting you know since we started to uh, you know build up the word of mouth and that's been going. One of the one of the people who uh, um, has been using Perch and considers Perch as their in their top uh, ten must have tools that they use every day is is Noah Kagan from AppSumo. Mm. Um, and he was on the Tim Ferriss podcast the other day and, and mentioned us um, there. Um, and that actually, uh, you know, did a lot to get us uh, in, in terms of traffic and get us out there a lot more. Um, and then the other, the other thing is that, um, you know, without any solicitation from us, um, Gartner has named us one of their top five cool vendors um, and has created a category within, within Gartner that they track now. Uh, they call it continuous unified communications and collaboration. <laughs> Typical Gardner come up with some big crazy word or, or title for, for the space, but the reason why they're writing about it and doing it is because they've got um, 
you know, I forget the number, but many, many, many co companies who are customers of theirs that, that rely on Gartner to give them advice in terms of how, how, what the best tools for collaboration are. And they are asking specifically for a solution um, around always on video uh, to, to help teams stay connected. Um, and right now, in the market, we're the only company that we know of, and we look every day. So if anybody out, out there knows anybody who does this, uh, you know, does what we do, I would love to know about it. Um, you know, quite honestly, I, I don't like being alone in the market. I want to be with other companies. So um, we, we um, Gartner considers us the only company kind of in the space uh, that they know of. So um, they, they're tracking us, and that is... Also, uh, you know, that's just beginning. That only happened a couple of weeks ago. So um, we expect that to really uh, become a major trend within the industry uh, over the next year or so. Yeah, it's always nice to have your own category, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, a lot of companies pay tens of thousands of dollars to PR firms to get Gartner to even, you know, mention them in anything. And we, uh, we unsolicited got mentioned because of the, of the demand within the, in the marketplace. So we're lucky. Awesome. And yeah, I mean, getting that Tim Ferriss mentioned, uh, I mean, that has to be incredible. Maybe, maybe there's something down there for you guys. Maybe there's some podcast advertising opportunities too. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, can you give the audience an idea? I mean, cause we've never really talked about this before. I mean, you, you have, you have that big, you know, we'll call it a PR spike from the Tim Ferriss podcast. I mean, you know, without sharing too much details, I mean, what, what can you share around that? Um, well, I mean, I can't, I, it's, it's, Honestly, a lot of things happened at the same time around then. So we realize we, we definitely contribute a lot to that to that podcast. But we also um, had other marketing initiatives on, on the underway as well. And with unfortunately with iOS apps, it's difficult to always tell where the traffic came from. Um, so it's hard to tell exactly what went in what channel. But that said, um, you know a couple a couple things that we do believe in and do do is that we uh, we pick a, a cross section of companies that we we see. Uh, that, that are either having trouble with Perch or or also on the other side, loving Perch. And we take a couple of people within those two groups and then we over-service them. Um, and we want to over-service them so that we really understand how they use the app in a more authentic way. Uh, so these are these are kind of, you could think of them as focus groups, but they, they're... they're um, they're participants in a focus group that they don't know they're in a focus group, which makes the data much more uh, real and much more you know believable and repeatable and scalable. Um, and so we're getting we've been doing that for the past few months and getting uh, a lot better at understanding what what people want within the app. We're, we're you know building out the features and the technology uh, to uh, address you know issues that people have or desires that our power users want, things like that. So. I think that is a is probably one of our key marketing strategies. Um, it, you know, I over service our users means uh, you know direct emails, never an automated one. Um, you know, getting on the phone or or or, or perch, I should say, with them because we use our own product for that a lot. Um, you know, having face to face. You know, we've we've even sent some people like you know, learned that they like tacos and sent them taco gift cards and just to say thanks, right? Like in other words, it's very um, that's just an example of just over-servicing a company uh, or customers that that uh, they're helping you out and informing and, and you know shaping a product that you that you're building. Got it. Okay. 
I want to switch gears a little bit. And, you know, people always talk about, yeah, you know, you got to be in uh, Silicon Valley to do a startup. And you guys are in Vancouver. And I actually got to visit um, Vancouver recently. And I think it's a beautiful city. So why don't you talk about the, the tech scene in Vancouver and kind of your thoughts on, you know, where people need, need quote unquote, need to start a startup? Well, I, yeah, so that's a that's a double double awesome question because first of all, I live here and love Vancouver as well, and um, loved it, glad to hear you liked it as well. That's awesome. Um, more people should come visit, and if you do, let me know. I, I'll hook you up with the tech scene here. Um, it's a small scene, uh, just like any uh, non valley suburb, <laughs> um, and it's uh, it's uh, very vibrant. Like we've got a lot of people starting a lot of great companies here. Uh, we've got a lot of people who who are uh, you know very um, seasoned professionals that some done startups before that um, that are choosing Vancouver just for lifestyle reasons. Um, and nowadays, and what I mean by it, it's a it's a double awesome question because um, obviously we built Perch uh, so that we could you know be uh, remote if we wanted to be, and we could be just as effective remotely. Uh, so that's that's kind of um, born out of being in Vancouver and being not con- really, you know, in the valley, which is, uh, you know, I'll, I'll admit it would it is a hotbed, right? And it's the place to be if you're going to be starting a company and you don't know anybody. But um, if, inside Vancouver, we've built uh, a lot of great companies. Hootsuite, of course, uh, Slack is, is based here. Uh, they've got an office in San Francisco, and they they actually don't really talk about it. the fact that they've got that Stuart Butterfield lives in Vancouver and has a big office here and it's expanding and all that kind of stuff, but they don't really talk about that much, but it is, it's true. <laughs> and, uh, we've got, uh, all sorts of great companies that are, that are popping up, um, all over the place. So we highly recommend Vancouver as a startup uh, destination. Well, a two hour flight to the Valley is also makes us, uh, in the same time zone and everything makes us very, um, very startup friendly. Yep, totally. And uh, I mean, yeah, for those of you that go by Vancouver, you should check out Whistler too. So both those places are beautiful. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, what about the, I've read something about the, the Boot Up Entrepreneurial Society. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so Boot Up Labs and Boot Up Entrepreneurial Society, Boot Up Labs was an accelerator very similar to Techstars. Um, and we uh, backed eight companies Um that uh, one one was Sumify, one on sell to Twitter. Another's Layerboom, sold to Joint. Um, and selling a couple right now. Um, so like we've done pretty well with the, with with those companies. Um, all founded here in Vancouver. Um, and we we while we were doing that, we realized we had a lot of uh, um, kind of uh, side benefits to the commu- the general community in, in Vancouver just by being here. Um, so we decided to sort of leverage that and amplify it as best, best we could. So we created a nonprofit called Boot Up Entrepreneurial Society. And that is uh, uh, um, a nonprofit that helps put on events and connect uh, mentors and people coming in from out of town with the startup community locally. Um, we've since actually uh, handed off most of those duties to a local group here called Launch Academy. Um, and they are, they've taken a lot of what we've done and, and you know, 10x every metric so they're they're really killing it uh getting people connected and, and being a destination uh for for that kind of thing for anybody who's coming in from out of town all right awesome and on that note i mean 
How do people go about finding mentors? I mean, let's say they're not in Vancouver. I mean, but people always talk about how important it is to to have mentors. And, you know, I I somehow stumbled upon one. I don't even know how I did it. But, you know, what's your take on that? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, advisors, mentors, uh, if, if you have an advi- if you have a company, you probably have an advisory board. If you're just an individual thinking about starting, you might have mentors. I mean, it's the same thing, though. In general, it's just um, your network. So you go about it by attending every event that you get invited to and, and talking to people and being as uh, extroverted as possible um, and then pitching constantly your idea until you find people who really like it. Um, might want to have a coffee, and you basically build a relationship uh, with with some people that you feel that could help. Um, and uh, you know, really, also, I also think that you know sometimes they give you advice, and that's why they're called advisors. But the I think that the real value of advisors and mentors really comes from the network and the credibility that they uh, you get from them being associated with you. So, you know, that, I don't think that this isn't any secret, um, but I think that if you, you know, get, get a high, high end person, like I've got Ellen Levy and, um, and Debbie Landa and, and a bunch of other people who are on my advisory board and, and they, um, carry a lot of weight when I walk into a room and I say, you know, Ellen Levy is my advisor, you know, and that, that really, um, says, oh, okay, if you're, if Ellen has decided to be an advisor to you, then, I'm going to give you the time of day, right? So that that's where um, the, the value, I think, really starts to come through. All right, cool. Now switching gears a little bit, uh, are there any were there any big struggles you faced while growing Perch? Oh God, I mean, you're still facing tons of troubles. <laughs> you know, challenges are, are you know growing our company is a, is a more challenging than than most, I think, than. Because we've got some natural uh, natural friction points for what we're doing with this specific company, especially because you know it's not just an app you can install on your phone, invite all your friends, and maybe it could a network effect and it goes viral and everybody's happy. I mean, we don't get that with Perch because it's um, it's a physical device that you kind of have to take an iPad, and it's you, people are thinking an iPad can do so many things. So psychologically, it's kind of weird to dedicate it to be just one thing. And then you install this app on it and maybe you do Velcro it to a wall. That's also weird. And you know what I mean? You have to keep it plugged in. So maybe you get an extension cord. I mean, there's a lot of barriers to getting Perch running. Oh, and by the way, you need to get two of them because it doesn't work with just one. You guys don't give it away? <laughs> we actually have a, we have a plan where we include the iPad. So if you're interested in that, let us know. But nice. um but, uh, you know, we, we have a lot of natural barriers to, to using Perch, but the value is so high. Um, you know, our churn rate is effectively, you know, it's hard to know what our churn rate is because it's, it's right now at zero. Like nobody wow. that we, we brought in has, has churned yet um, because we don't know, because we, we believe it's going to happen. We just don't know what it, when, so we can't really measure it. Um, so it's, it's amazing how valuable it is once, it, once they do get it set up. But getting it set up is 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 a challenge for us, for sure. How long have you been at zero percent churn? Oh, we've been measuring it properly. Well, we had some bugs with our analytics. We measured it properly for the past four months or so. Four months. Wow. Okay. Well, that's still incredible. Okay. Um, all right. So, what? What? I mean, what's one piece of advice you'd give to your twenty-five-year-old self? <laughs> Oh God, don't get me started, but, uh, I would, I say, uh, for your first company, do a quick exit. 
<laughs> Why is that? What's the story behind that? Well, I've, I've had, I've built a few companies and each time I've had the opportunity to, to exit them for, for a, a lot, but I've always held on to go for the big win. And, uh, and, uh, you know, they, they never, it's never, I've never got the big win yet. Let's put it that way. Hit lots of singles and, and that kind of thing, but never, never a big home run. Got it. But so isn't that's that the, that's the entrepreneurial <laughs> dream, right? You know, everybody wants to stick with it and throw that, throw up that Hail Mary, I guess. Um, huh? Yeah. I want to go for it. I want, I want the big win. So I'm, that's what I think Perch could be too. And I, I don't know, maybe it's a, it's a personality defect in myself to continue to push for it, but you know, that's it. I am who I am, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. Fair enough. Um, what's one productivity hack you can share? Productivity hack. Um, I don't know. I, I, I have a, I think I, I, I don't think of work and life, like my lifestyle is two separate things. I kind of, I intermix them, them the whole, throughout the whole day. So seven days a week, 24 seven, I'm both working and playing. Right. So sometimes, you know, I, I do things that are fun, but I still have my phone with me and I don't mind that. It doesn't stress me out. Um, so I think that being able to balance your life um, instead of uh, nine to five and weekends and nights being, you know, you know, being the delineation, um, uh, making it a lot, a lot less structured like that, I think makes you a lot less stressed and, and uh, in general, more productive and you get more done throughout the week. Got it. So balance is your hack. Balance. Yeah. Balance, balance, but almost on an hourly basis, not on a daily basis or a weekly basis. Got it. Okay. Makes sense. What's one must read book you'd recommend to everyone? Well, embarrassingly, I don't read. <laughs> no books. Well, that's fine. We don't need a book. What's your favorite blog? Blog. Uh, I read so many. I don't know. I, uh, all right, just tell me what's what's in your you know what's in your feed when you're when you're you know waking I, up in the morning. I often read, um, you know, I have the Newsle, you know. Oh uh, yeah, I love that tool. Yeah, it's a good one. I, I love that. That's the probably the only email I haven't unsubscribed from. Um, and then I uh, I actually check uh, my my LinkedIn to see what my network is doing. Um, you know, the, there's the, the articles that people post there, um, and then I read I read Twitter. Um, quite a bit. So I think that's what I'm reading throughout the day. Got it. Okay. And what's, what's one piece of, I mean, you've done this, you know, you, you've gone up and down the entrepreneurial roller coaster. I mean, what's one piece of advice you'd give to, you know, entrepreneurs that are uh, just starting out? Um, the, the piece of advice I give you is that, you know, trust your gut and yourself more than you normally think you should. Um, in other words, you're going to get a lot of advice from a lot of people uh, that, that is oftentimes conflicting advice, um, but by far the best thing you can do is, is um, believe in what you're doing. Um, the more fragmented you, the more you believe, the more you take other people's advice, the more fragmented your vision becomes, and the more fragmented it becomes, the less it's harder for you to believe in what you're doing. Um, and and if you stop believing, then you might as well just give up uh, on that idea and move on to the next one. Because it's not um, uh, belief is an absolute prerequisite to getting over 
uh, all of the other things that are, that are negatively uh, trying to get you to fail, um, you know, throughout the day. So that's, that's, uh, that's a key requirement to, to being able to be successful. Right. And I love the fact that, you know, you stick with your gut, even though, you know, the past few times or however many, many times you've done it, you know, your gut says, you know, stick with it, go for the home run. And you're even till now, you know, you're still staying true to it. And I think at the end of the day, you still, I mean, as an entrepreneur, you have to gamble the win, right? So no, I, I totally agree with where you're coming from. Um, what's the best way for people to find you online? Um, I'm on the Twitters at Danny Robinson. Um that's probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. Just tweet at me. I'm, I I respond and, and read every mention. So I'll definitely get back to you. Okay, cool. Danny, thanks so much for doing this. Everybody, this is Danny Robinson from Perch. Check it out. Awesome. Thanks, Eric. What's the number one problem all businesses face? It's not sales, marketing, or product market fit. It's hiring. We know just how hard it is, so we've compiled 25 hiring tips from top CEOs that I've interviewed here on Growth Everywhere and put it into a free resource just for you. Text 25 tips to 33444 to get the free resource now. Again, it is 25 to number 25 tips, T-I-P-S, to double three triple four, and you'll get the free resource. Thanks for listening to this episode of Growth Everywhere. If you loved what you heard, be sure to head back to growtheverywhere.com for today's show notes and a ton of additional resources. But before you go, hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on next week's value-packed interview. Enjoy the rest of your week and remember to take action and continue growing.